Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and we're going to drink all the beers down in Beerville, except Jimmy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And I'm not drinking. And we are the drunk guys, well, and, and one sober guy today. I might still be drunk from yesterday. You, I think legally, you, you, if you only you knew how to drive, you wouldn't be allowed to. I know how to drive. I got my license. Bumper cars don't count. So uh, this week we are reading uh, actually six books, because hot damn can we read. We're reading six <laughs> we're, books. So this week we're padding our Goodreads count. Yeah, it, it, it felt good. <laughs> <laughs> We're reading six books by Dr. Seuss in no particular order. And you know, why these six books? Who knows? We're reading The Cat's Quizzer, McElligot's Pool, If I Ran the Zoo, and To Think I Saw It on Mulberry Street, and On Beyond Zebra. Oh, and Scrambled Eggs. Super! <laughs> those are the titles. Why those books? Hmm, maybe we'll talk about that too. Anyone want to start with a beer, Nate? Do you have one? So this one is making a reappearance, although its other episode has not come out yet. This is Finback's Coasted Toconut. <laughs> that is a good that is a good Dr. Seuss name beer. This is a Imperial Stout with coconut, chocolate, and almonds. And it is a million percent alcohol. No, it is twelve point five percent alcohol. That's, that that beer took a couple of days of my life away from me, so <laughs> And it is very nice. Yeah, it is very nice. As I think I said last time in the future, could have been even more coconut. Mm. I mean, it's there. You can taste the coconut. But you know what? I fucking love coconut. So even more coconut would have been better. But this is still good. Still very good. What if you just shave some coconut into it? What if it had more toast? <laughs> <laughs> or more coast? Just a sand and, <laughs> and dried seaweed it's a great beer. We picked these six books because they have uh, recently come under scrutiny and infamy, uh, as they are books that the Seuss Publishing Company, where the hell they're called, has decided to no longer publish them. They are no longer available or going to be available. And that became a big news story. And we are whores for attention. And if you're listening to this, it worked. So we just had to read all six and see what the big deal was. Because what this issue really needed was the opinions of three drunk men. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, to be fair, that was most of the opinions being offered on the subject elsewhere also. That's true. We got to get to that. Let's start with, and to think I saw it on Mulberry Street, because that's Dr. Seuss's first kid's book. Yeah. And it is, yep, it is very first 1937. 1937. Wow. Uh, quickly, in case you've never read it, and I had never heard of any of these. Like, these are not the famous, the most famous Dr. Seuss books. They're deep cuts. Mm-hmm. I'm also guessing that these either weren't making very much money or they were literally losing money. That's another reason why I think they're it said canceled. One of them, one of them, I think, sold only like 5,000 copies in like the last year, whereas the normal ones still sell hundreds of thousands continuously. Well, because they're being sold to homes and school libraries and just regular libraries. Yeah. So they publish, you know, like Green Eggs and Ham is fucking killing it. These, yeah. these are obscure books. They, they are they are really, I had never heard of any of them, all six. I had seen the cover of If I Ran the Zoo, but it just because it looks a lot like the cover of The Grinch. <laughs> I was like, maybe it I really did. It does. 
he has a style. He does. <laughs> there are like 800 books that can repeat. So if so I, this one, the style is different because it's his first book. He hasn't really come into the style that we would know as Dr. Seuss's just by looking at any of his other books. There's plenty of familiar shit, though, in it. Yeah, it's, it's, you can see it's like a proto Dr. Seuss, like uh, the illustrations at least. The, mm-hmm. this, so the later books, and we're going to talk about those, are even more Seuss-ish, I guess you could say. Whereas this one, because this yeah. is just an earlier one, is it's art, art style at least. All right, so the, the concept of this book is there is a boy named, does he have a name? No, I don't think so. Who's, who's dad, so. this is Marco. the beginning, His name dad is Marco. always says to me, Marco, keep your eyelids up and see what you can see. And so the kid, there's literally nothing except a horse and wagon. Wagon. I was going to say, I was imagining milk, but they're delivering milk. Carrying potted plants. They're, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So exciting. Now, I would point out that in 1937, that wasn't totally crazy to actually see on the street, a horse and wagon delivering something. But anyway, the horse and wagon. And so the child decides, you know what? I'm just going to make this a lot more exciting. And he's sort of imagining his head what he's going to tell his father when he gets home. Oh, though it wasn't a horse and wagon. It was actually a zebra, a zebra pulling a chariot. Wait, no, it wasn't a zebra. It's a, a reindeer pulling a sleigh. And then, oh, no, it's an elephant. And he's just sort of making sub when they're pulling a brass band on a cart. So anyway, and then he goes through it. And then there's like it gets more and more elaborate each time. And then he sort of like is telling the story and the pictures get crazy and crazier. And then he rushes home and dad says, what did you see on your way home? And the kid, Marco says, nah, nothing. Just a fucking guy and his donkey delivering <laughs> plants. Yeah, it was boring. <laughs> like every day, dad, in this one donkey town. But looking for, like, why was this canceled? Like, wh- where's the racist part? Made it way more interesting to read. Oh, yeah. And for this one, there was one notable thing. <laughs> it's like at the very end. Oh, no. It's yeah. on page. It's very close. To the, it's, on, it's on page 16. Page 17. Oh, yeah. Where it says, and I quote. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I'm not even going to say it. Not even going to say it. An Asian American man. <laughs> not American. With a drawing of said Asian American man that, let's say, is a little bit of a stereotype. He dines with tines. <laughs> he does. He eats with sticks. <laughs> it's good. It's good. It says he eats with sticks. Yeah, pretty good, right? Thank you. It shows a whole conglomeration of Asian stereotypes on this one cartoonish character. He's got like a Q, which is like the long ponytail thing that Asian Chinese men had in the 1800s. Which yeah, this there were, picture really would have felt at home in like the 1830s. You know what? In ni- 1937, like... that much better, yeah. <laughs> it was not... First off, there were not very many Chinese people living in America, and the overwhelming majority lived in California. So if you lived anywhere else, you conceivably had never seen one with your own eyes. Not to excuse anything, but like it is a radically different time. And he just kind of combined a whole host of (laughs) stereotypes. The guy's got the long ponytail thing. He's got weird hat that I want to call a rice paddy hat (laughs) because I don't know what else it's called. A, That's all I've ever heard it called. He's got like a sort of, you know, that, I don't know what that garment is called, but like it looks, you know, he's not wearing a shirt and tie. And he's got, um, I mean, those look like Japanese shoes. He is wearing Japanese shoes, yeah. Where they have like the like sort of... The wood blocks. Oh, so yeah. And he's holding chopsticks eating out of a bowl. 
While running down the street, that can't be safe. We're hygienic. So this was this was the clearest one. I was like, okay, that's no. This that is the look, second. That, that, that has not one. aged well. There's another one. Way oh, yeah. worse. Uh, what am I forgetting? If, if, if I, I ran this, ran this oh, oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That one's worse. You're right. You're right. But this one, when I read it, I read this one first because I was like, oh, it's his first one. I was like, ooh, okay. That's it. Found it. <laughs> now, for all of these, I was also asking myself, like, well, why didn't they just like Photoshop it out? Why didn't they just fix it? And I feel like for this one, if for some reason this book was still selling and they were decided to, it was still a beloved book by children. They would probably just Photoshop it out because it doesn't need to be there. They actually did update this one in like it's the seventies. Like Chinese boy the Chinese who eats ma- with sticks. Yeah, and and they like made the picture a little less racist. Wait, this but... is the this is the better one. No, no, no. This, this is, no. is the old one. Oh, so it was updated yeah. at some point. Yeah, but it didn't get by that Seuss much himself. Better. By Seuss himself, oh, he was still okay. alive in the seventies. He died in ninety one. I forgot that he lived that long. That's fucking 30 years ago. <laughs> like that's he ridiculous. was alive in our lifetime. He just feels like a much older. Did they also fix the Raja? I don't think they did. Because I wonder, because I almost think that was one of the things in one of the other books. Oh, well, we'll go through that. That was one of the other, like two of the books, uh, the, the racist part was a uh, Middle Eastern dude with a like, turban on. Yep. So like this one also had it. I don't know if that was, I think, I think it was the, the uh, nomenclature for the Chinese man. Uh, that got this one canned. But at the same time, it doesn't, it's not integral to the plot that it's there. So they could have literally just like, and I'm not even good at Photoshop, but literally just white and just literally paint yeah, it out. All of our it. pictures. Just, You're great you at Photoshop. You are a king. Out over it. <laughs> However, it's, it's not that great of a book. It's like, meh, no. it's okay. There's a reason it's not a big seller. Yeah. I mean, it has elements, it, it has the rhymes. It has silly, weird animals. I mean, they're all real animals in this, but they're like kind of silly versions. And, you know, like there's a man with a giant beard. Like that seems like a very Dr. Seuss kind of thing. It's, 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 uh, I forget who you said it earlier. It's, it's like a prototypical Dr. Seuss book. But the message is nice. And, and, you know, aside from, you know, judging Chinese people harshly, the message of, you know, kids like to imagine things. And the dad is kind of their dreams while they're young. The dad's a dick. The dad's like, (laughs) No, son, we must <laughs> rise up early and we invest in the stock market. Like, you know, like the dad is just too real. Because well, also, you 12 no, now, you have to get a work out of the factory today. Because, like, everything's in color except for the kid and the, the, the non colored people in the book. <laughs> but the kid is, you know, in black and white and, and he's like excited because he's, he's imagined this much more exciting world. I mean, also, Kate Myers is published in the fucking. 1937 that's the that's the depression like there's fucking nothing going on for children to see and be entertained with and see a more exciting world it's almost like there's a pandemic but tiktok doesn't exist that would be a great world i would i would trade anything to get rid of tiktok <laughs> but but hold on the idea just to say like, the idea like oh kids imagining things and parents are grumpy that's a dr seuss kind of idea yeah like kids are mag- kids are imaginative and fun and we should encourage that I mean, that message is great. I feel like this book should have just been edited instead of uh, canceled. But it, there's also a business element to this that we'll talk about later, I suppose. All right. If I Ran the Zoo, Oof. which is the uh, definitely the most egregious. 1950. 1950. So still not the most enlightened time in American history. So If I Ran the Zoo is pretty much just... 
like a dude is telling a kid like, hey, if I ran the zoo and each page is a more elaborate, exotic, crazy thing that they would have at the zoo. I thought it was a kid telling the dude. He's talking like the zookeeper guy. It's like your zoo is boring. You just have like lions and tigers. I would have. First off, I'd let everything out of its cage. Day one. My zoo is chaos. (laughs) OSHA would really, really not approve. My zoo is chaos must be an alternative, like a a progressive metal band. It's a Coheed and Cambria album. Oh, yes. There it is. That's what it is. (laughs) Yeah, literally, I'd open every cage. I'd unlock every pen, let the animals go, and start start over again. Like, well, that's going to be pretty nuts. And then... (laughs) <laughs> it's going to be uh, You're going to lose a lot of animals that way Noah's Ark, baby <laughs> And then it's going to be progressively like crazier things And the drawings are I have an fine cat. Un- It's a giant Until you get to page 11 <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> page it takes 11. a turn is, Woo, and it's not even the only one <laughs> That was pretty much like the thought I had at, like, Every page it turns like, which is it, which is it And they're like, whoa, okay <laughs> Found it. Are you talking about the gentleman whose eyes are Quote at a slant? That is yeah. the one. That is Helpers an who all wear their eyes actual at a slant. <laughs> line from the book. They wear them. It's like makeup. And uh, it contains all of the stereotypes as the, <laughs> as the other book of that same group of people. Except this one, this one is worse because there are more of them. No, it's, it's just kind of worse. They're carrying the boy in a chair on their heads. Anyway, so if that wasn't bad enough, then we get to page... <laughs> You calm down. You're like, oof, that was rough. All right. And then, and then there's another um, <laughs> person of Middle Eastern descent on page 17. Not and the greatest. It's not as bad, not as, as, the bad as the other, one, other ones. But still and definitely not as bad as the upcoming. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, right there. I found it. And we get to page 21 where there is a tizzle topped tufted mazurka. From an so it's, a sh- it's a Polish <laughs> dance? <laughs> no, it is actually a bird from an African island. So you can imagine what type of um, depiction. You, 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 hopefully you can't yeah, ho- You don't want to. <laughs> but, you know, if you read it, you would go, oh, yikes. Okay. Hmm. Not great. They're, gr- they're a grass skirt wearing savage, you know, character. You know, like... It was like it was apparently a big thing that he did for much of his life was draw African people as monkeys. By by later in his career, I think he he wised up. But for a long time, <laughs> keep in mind. I mean, I'm not trying to defend anything in the twenties and thirties and forties when he was making his cartoon, his political cartoons. A radically different sentiment of what is acceptable in America. Oh yeah, and uh, he was not that progressive for his time. He was not. <laughs> he was average for his time, I'm sure. Anyway, finally, they get to the end of the book, and it's like, hey, look at all these crazy things I would have. He lists, he lists several things that should not be in a zoo, like a gherkin, which is a pickle, <laughs> and a gooch, which is your fucking taint. Well, that's on the same page, and they're from Nantasket or something, which yeah. I was hoping would be turned into a limerick about, uh, <laughs> and if you want to know how much it costs, you can't ask it, because... <laughs> Well, it says, so don't ask it right there. <laughs> also, the picture on 26 of the Russian man, I don't even know if that is offensive. It's just weird. The Russian Paluski? That's literally <laughs> what it's called. I'm like, hmm, it's not great. Russian, Polish, who gives a shit? I need a beer. I can't talk about anything else. I can't. I need, I need beverages. 
Uh, you know who reads Dr. Seuss books? Kids. You know what they also eat? Gummy bears. <laughs> this is Evil Water Gummy Bears. Another beer that's been sitting around for a while. This is a pastry seltzer from Evil Twin or Evil gummy Water. Bears are not a pastry. I agree. It's made with gummy bears and it's four and a half percent alcohol. It's just sugar. And it just smells like it smells like kind of like horse a, bones. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> strong notes of hoof. <laughs> we should do on Beyond Zebra next, I guess. Uh, this is it's great. I mean, it just kind of tastes like vague. And this one tastes like a real seltzer, you know? Like I've tastes had like seltzer. Gummy bears? No, doesn't because gummy bears are a texture more than a taste, right? It's more I mean, like they're they're different flavors. I mean, they have yeah, flavor, but it's, just like, but it's like, oh, this one tastes green. Like they don't really have <laughs> flavor. It's just, like, that's a green. I mean, they don't taste like real things, but there is flavor there. Yeah, they, they taste like plastic packing materials <laughs> that you put in your mouth. <laughs> this is fine. It's fine. They 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 like gummy bears. They actually just put out this week, which is not that long ago. You might still be able to buy it. A sour beer that has gummy bears in it, so they like that ingredient. Like floating in it, that'd be amazing. <laughs> you just seem like it's probably like a choking hazard. Yeah, they just they just dump them in and they they dissolve in the boiling water, probably. So let's do um on Beyond Zebra. Yeah, sure. That one's kind of different than the other ones because this is not really a story like the other ones were the previous two, and those are actually both really similar. They're both like if if I had my way, this is what I imagine it would be like. They're mm. pretty similar in that respect, actually. But on Beyond Zebra. It's actually really interesting, and it's unfortunate that like, I never heard of this. It's actually a cool idea. But basically, there's some fucking brainiac kid teaching his, um, I forget what his name is, like Conrad Cornelius or You're something. always going with Conrad. <laughs> it was Conrad Cornelius O'Donnell O'Dell. Man, is that kid Irish. <laughs> and, uh, and he's like talking to his buddy, and he's like, dude, there are like way more letters. He's like, I know all the letters from A to Z. And he's like, dude, there's so many more. And he's like, oh, God, you're one of those. This kid's taking a lot of acid. Are we, are we writing in Cyrillic now? <laughs> <laughs> and so then basically what happens is he, he starts to, he introduces another 20 letters that, he, that are made up, that Dr. Seuss made up, and they, each letter is like, oh, this is the letter you use to spell this word, and it's of a made-up creature. Though my... Real criticism of this book is that he does not use the letter to then spell the creature. He just uses regular letters. That's a good. That's a fair criticism. You but could it has just to put the symbol in there. But then, how would you pronounce it as a you know? You could. Eight, you could. You would. You would swum is for you would spell wombus. it out the first time. You can, you, yeah. dude. It's a W. Like there's one. What does it say? Uh, it says yeah. There's the the uh, the hump. This is the hump. He's like you can't. You, you just can't spell hump hump a dumpfer without it. It's like yes, you can. Cause you you, just, you did. just did right there in that <laughs> sentence. So try a little harder, Doc. Well, for kids learning phonics, this is actually a really good book. In terms of like, yeah, it, it is, forces you, it will force, you know, a younger reader to really like sound out the nonsense word, you know, matching this, matching the shapes to the sound. And that's how you fucking learn to read. But I think unlike, he does, there's a lot of his books that do that. One of the books I read to my kid all the time is There's a Wocket in My Pocket. You know that book? Mm, <laughs> that's another. Yeah. That one's not been eradicated yet. 
But it's just like, oh, there's a locket in my pocket and a glamp by the lamp and a Zeus in my caboose. And like everything just rhymes like some That's stupid. one of my uh, best pickup lines is, is that a locket in your pocket or are you just happy to see me? Or do you want me to put my Zeus in your caboose? <laughs> um, and there's a line in it where it's like, there's a Meller and a Geller and a Deller and a Feller and a Scheller in the cellar. And I always say, and Miss Sarah Michelle Geller, and since my kid can't read, she doesn't know that I changed it. <laughs> <laughs> like, and there's a Sarah Michelle Geller in the cellar. Like, well, have you seen her in anything lately? Maybe she is. Uh, <laughs> but the other thing about this book is it teaches you that like letters are represent arbitrarily represent sound. Like, there's no a, a letter. There's yeah, a letter could represent various different sounds as English does. Right? English is, has 26 letters and 40 something sounds. You know that the idea of having these letters represent other things. Like, that's a cool idea. It's kind of a thing, like, a, a linguistics nerd would, would get a boner over. <laughs> this is a cool thing to teach your kids. Like, sounds and letters are not the same thing. I think it's a cool idea. So what was wrong with this book, though? I think it was page 18. It was page 18. Can we can we edit in where we pretend one of the letters is a racist term? We just beep it out. <laughs> 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 like, I think it was the red letter beep. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah, so uh, page 18. And this one, though, is kind of... I really don't think this one was that terrible. I guess I'm racist, but... Yeah, it, it, next to If I Ran the Zoo, it was... This is nothing. Also, we forgot one thing on If I Ran the Zoo that I took note of. Um, this same Middle Eastern character riding on a camel. In the If I Ran the Zoo, he says, the camel was called a mulgatani, which is apparently a soup. It's fine for my zoo, and so is the chieftain. I'll bring one back, too. So I'll put this man in my zoo. That's a little rough, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. But the picture is in this one is pretty much the same. So I guess... If, if I ran the zoo had just that one, it'd be one thing, but that has some other stuff. Fucking in there. dude dressed up as like an Arab stereotype from back in the day, riding a camel reindeer. Yeah. But in the background, there's a building that looks clearly like a pagoda. <laughs> I don't really. Yes. <laughs> that's not, that is no Middle Eastern structure you have ever seen. <laughs> I mean, it's just kind of vaguely foreign looking stuff. And I think that's what he was going for in many of these things. Like sometimes. It was, it went too far. Like when it's like, oh, an Asian man eating with sticks. But here it's like, let's pick stuff that's unfamiliar to children because these are supposed to be unfamiliar letters that are exotic. Well, what's exotic to an American in 1950 or whenever this book came out? The East, right? So he has like a vague Asian structure and a vaguely, you know, riding a camel. This book doesn't sell very much, so... Which is too bad. I wish I knew about this book. I would have liked this book as a kid, actually. The idea of having like fake letters. I fucking loved making up like alphabets and shit like that as a child. This would have been great. That's weirdly specific. I was a strange child who didn't have friends. <laughs> That's what I did. I didn't know about beer yet. <laughs> Probably for the best. Yeah, so then he gets through the end of his made up alphabet. You know the alphabet from A to Flunf or whatever the other letters are. There was a Flunf in there. Flub. Flub. Flube is blick. for flube boober bab boober bubs. <laughs> if you go to the oh, very man. back page. They don't like when you call them that. <laughs> they didn't have the term BBW yet. 
Vru is for vrooms, which is when I've eaten too much chili. What comes out? <laughs> oh, itchapods. That's when you don't wash your balls. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I got my itchapods. Isn't he? Didn't he also fight off the headless horseman? Itchapods. That was like the lame guy. Yeah, his other buddy. <laughs> oh, I like uh, flun is for flunnel. I hope it's flunnel cake. No, it's uh, it's it's a knockoff of flannel. Oh, <laughs> polyester like flannel. Thnadnir yeah. <laughs> sounds like a like you're speaking backwards. Thnad <laughs> is for thnadnir. I mean, it's. I think this one is pretty harmless. All right, then the when I, which one do you want to do next? Mister McGilligot's. Yeah, McGilligot's pool. It's not even. Yeah. It's just McGilligot's. McGilligot's. McGilligot. Sam Elliott's pool. <laughs> Hey. It's just mustaches. Let's go swimming here, kid. So this one is from... This one's from like 1947. So now, this one has a different art style. It's like he did watercolors for it instead of just drawings. So it does look a little bit... does look a little bit different, little the art different. style. There's a lot of recognizable... I mean, this is still early 1940, and a lot of the... I mean, there's recognizable stuff, yeah. but it is... It's, it's a little more... Uh, it's a little different, yeah. This is like a proto one fish, two fish. So the concept of this book is that there's a kid fishing in a pool, not a not a swimming pool, in like a little fishing hole, and then a, a hick farmer dude, maybe that's the racist part, the hick farmer, is like, <laughs> <laughs> is so like, why are you fishing there? There are no fish there. And then the kid is like, well, and then he's just using his imagination. What could happen? And instead of just there being just nothing or just junk at the bottom of the weird pool, maybe it, you know, connects underground. This book really teaches you about aquifers. <laughs> <laughs> really, not enough books tell kids no, about those. No, definitely not. And that maybe it connects underground through a deep... Well, he doesn't use the word aquifer, but that's fucking what it is. <laughs> maybe fish could get in that way. That's not how it works. <laughs> but um, with a sign underground that says, go over here and get killed. Go onto this fishing hook that has a worm on it. And then it's just kind of like, I might catch one of these. I might catch one of those. And the racist part is, I'm looking for it. The, I have two that might be. I'm not really sure which is the racist one. I think it's 16. I'm already past 16. 16. Maybe we have a different version. 16 is just fish on my You mean page. Like the cowboy? It's the Mexican guy. The Mex- so I wasn't, I, sure if, a, I wasn't sure if it was like the... See, the, the, see like the, it could be the... We're calling the Mexican guy because we're racist. Yeah. Or the Eskimos on the following page. So on one page, there's a man with a sort of big hat. It's not a sombrero, but it's a big brimmed hat. Lounging on a desert island, holding a big communion chalice. <laughs> Is he drinking a margarita? I think he's I drinking out like of a, a little shovel. glass. Yeah, I don't know what that is. But it says, but it says some... it's, the tro- it's, it's in the tropics, so I assumed it was supposed to be like a Latin American something. Person? Yeah, I don't know. It, uh, this one I was I was really not sure about either. I don't think. But again, like I don't think there's anything particularly offensive about the idea that a man from the tropics might sit on a beach from time to time. If he had yeah. said, you know, maybe those fish will swim by those lazy people in Guatemala, <laughs> then I'm like, all right, that's 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 a lot. I mean, his island is only like eight square feet. What is he supposed to do? <laughs> How much tilling can he do? 
And then the next page is, uh, this is what I thought it was too, Nate. I thought it was about some Eskimo fish from beyond Hudson Bay might decide to swim down, might be heading this way. And the Eskimo fish all have like fur-lined parka hoods on. And there's an Eskimo guy with a, you know, an igloo that has a chimney for some reason, which is not going to help your igloo very long. <laughs> sitting there with a spear. Well, well. I hate to break it to you, but that's how fucking... And the fish also the, have fur coats? I mean, it's a cute thing. Like, sure, yeah, obviously, I, I don't think anybody thinks that the fish in the Arctic wear parkas. Yeah, I, it, I, I I have no idea, really, what this... It could be that, the Eskimo guy, but I don't really know. I can't, I'm just wondering, because I don't really... I mean, it doesn't seem it doesn't yeah, seem Eskimo that it doesn't seem preferred term bad. anymore. But, but it's, it actually is the preferred term in Alaska. <laughs> It's confusing. I they call know. it. They have the World Eskimo Indian Olympics is an event held every year. That's what. I mean, that, let me make that, this joke often. Like, that's their word. That's <laughs> what they call it. And it's where they do like ridiculously weird sports things, like the ear pull and like the what? high kick. Oh, the ear pull. Oh, well, the World Eskimo Olympics are fucking awesome. <laughs> They're f- the fucking best. The you just ear- pull someone's ear. No, that would be too simple. You take like a piece of rawhide, like a strip, a string of it, a strip, and it's made into a you know, tight loop, and you hook one end behind your ear and the other end behind another guy's ear, and you're like face to face, and you just pull against each other until <laughs> one person gives up. <laughs> it's fucking brutal. All this sp- life there wasn't hard enough. Well, the, actually, that's the whole point. They're all based on activities that kind of like train you for the horrific life living in the Arctic, <laughs> like dealing with intense pain. There's another event where you have to like, you both hold on to like a wooden stick that's creased up and you have to, and you like put your, um, your like feet against each other or against some sort of like block and you're seated and you have to try to pull the stick away or pull the whole person over to your side because that's like trying to pull a seal into your canoe mm. <laughs> or, you know, it's all based on survival, actual shit, or like the high kick is like you just like you have a, you take like a couple of steps and you just try to kick as high in the air as you can to fight off bo- birds with both feet. No, because <laughs> that is a way to signal from like three miles away. Oh, that guy kicked really high. There's food over there, and we're on a hunt. Like it's all it's it's actually really brilliant and really interesting. Hmm. But they use the world World Eskimo Indian Olympics. So like. I don't know. Neither native I, I really nor American know. appears in that that term. Like it's it's a little it's a little complicated. But that's the one I thought was like, oh, he's calling them Eskimos, and perhaps slightly overly sensitive people. I mean, are well, okay, getting upset if about you that. were an Eskimo, would you appreciate being depicted that way? I guess that's kind of what the question would be. First of all, it looks like a it looks like a white guy wearing a winter coat. He looks like a, it looks like. It looks, it looks like, the like the Michelin man. <laughs> it's not a very accurate picture of an Eskimo, for sure. But I don't think it's a particularly... Compared to the things where it's like, you know, the savage African people, this is pretty demure. Like, there's not really much negativity here. It's just, it's just dated, as opposed to degrading. If this, is, if this, this, if this was the problem... They could have just cut this page. But then again, it's not, if it doesn't actually sell very much, then why even bother making any changes? But they could have just like literally just cut out this particular 
page and just gone right on to the next one. And kids wouldn't it doesn't know. The yeah, exactly. It could have been just fine. I don't know. I kind of like the... I do actually kind of like the art style of this one. I think the pictures are kind of cool. But it is also even sillier than the other books. So it doesn't have to be printed. It's not really missing anything. No, it's not the best. It's If it was his best work, it would, we would have known about it before a week ago. And people would have been buying copies as opposed to the random schools across the country just refilling their tattered old copies every year accounting for most of the sales so that's that book let's go to scrambled eggs super which is offensive because it's just so dumb yeah the title eggs are the least interesting food he is right about that though i'll give him that so this whole book is the guy's like let's Peter T. Hooper, but I kept calling him D.B. Cooper in my head, that guy. Who <laughs> <laughs> the guy who jumped out of an airplane with... The plane guy, yeah. <laughs> with a bunch of money he stole from a bank yeah. and disappeared. Yep. So I was thinking that would make this book way cooler. Like, if you ever see, like, the police sketch of D.B. Cooper, if they just put sunglasses on this kid and all the pictures. <laughs> he needed all that money for all his giant egg thieving operation man you know i was looking to buy how to buy an ostrich egg like that'd be a fun thing to do for a breakfast one day like a brunch it's like a hundred bucks a fucking egg this size of a do they have ostriches here in america or do you have to like get it from somewhere no else? no they have them in america they have them in canada they have farms there's farms in upstate new york that sell it hmm. you get ostrich you get emo eggs emo eggs are fucking the eggshell is green how wild is that madness I looked at. I was like, that, probably like ten thousand. That could have calories. been in this book. <laughs> They're like uh, an ostrich egg is like equivalent to like one and a half dozen eggs. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> but it's gigantic. crazy. That's too many eggs. <laughs> it's the largest egg of any bird, but compared to the size of the bird, it's actually the smallest because they're eight foot tall murder birds, <laughs> and, and and this egg is nothing compared to the size of them. But. You can't even crack it if you you have to like use a Dremel to like <laughs> saw into the egg, like a coconut. Yeah, like, I want to make one of these, and uh, they're not in season right now. Like they don't start laying eggs. They're not like chickens where you just hormone the fuck out of them and just get eggs year round, because <laughs> um, the the birds will revolt. And they have molt. a stronger union. Yeah, that strong, you know, murderous, the flightless bird union 403 is really, uh, really powerful. But anyway, so this book, the kids like, you know, uh, I'm not only am I good at making like regular eggs, but I could make I like really making like other weird eggs. And then he just goes through a whole shitload of invented birds. And he did this all in a day. He said, last Tuesday when Mother was out, I cooked something. The aviary (laughs) just picked up, went shopping and decimated the endangered bird population (laughs) of his area. (laughs) He's responsible for several extinctions in this one day. So then he passes all these like weird birds and some are funny and some have big eggs and some have little eggs and some are hard to get. And I like the the long legger quang that has like 20 foot tall legs. And if you don't catch it, it just breaks on the floor. Like, How did that bird evolve? That's, that doesn't seem possible. Or like uh, the one that has an egg that's like twice the size of its body. Yeah. It's uh, oh, that bird the, gapes. The pelf, the pelf bird. Uh, this probably isn't just, the racist part of this book, but one of the birds is called a quigger. <laughs> yeah, dude. 
I, when I saw that, I was like, they can't be going there, can they? It's like, they, is they that it? That, that's not it, is it? <laughs> no, no. It's, it's the Middle Eastern guy again. Yep. I think so. Also, Eskimos. The also, there's, also, there's also Eskimos there's again. Eskimos, oh, yeah. there are Eskimos too. There were Eskimos on page 16. And then, and then there's a, a man of Middle Eastern descent with a turban-like thing on his head. He's named Ali, so it's a little more clear that he's of Middle Eastern descent. A bit on page 19. <laughs> yeah, that's probably it. Because the Eskimos, again, you know, one thing, he could have he made the confused. Eskimo page worse when he says, eggs, I'd collect them 302, but still need them some more like the Eskimos do. He doesn't say that, but I just don't feel like reading this whole page. And it just, you know, it goes about talking about going to the North Pole, and there's like a little boat with guys rowing, and they're all wearing like, it looks like they just skinned the Grinch, and they're wearing that. <laughs> um but they're supposed to be, you know, Eskimo slash Inuit slash Yupiak or whatever, whatever the fucking tribe is up there. And they're just trying to catch an egg from a bird that's taking a shit on an iceberg. <laughs> that bird doesn't look, he looks like he's taking a shit. It, the, bird, it, the bird is really troubled taking that dump there. <laughs> I thought that it's was... probably self-conscious. You know, <laughs> Come on, guys. These people watching. I, I have nothing to wipe <laughs> with up here. He's trying to reach into his anus with, with these weird, like, grabbers. He's a bird gynecologist. <laughs> <laughs> um, but again, it's like, all right, yeah, it's silly and weird. I don't really know if this is particularly offensive to that many people of Eskimo uh, extraction. Um, the guy there later on, Ali, who has like a turban, it kind of has like a weird Fez turban on and genie shoes. <laughs> You know, like the pointed He's wearing toe. genie shoes. I didn't notice the genie shoes, yeah. Uh, and he's walking around Mount Struku, and then he gets just swarmed with birds, and that's it. Like, I don't really know what was so horrendous about that. Except he, if he, like, threw one of the eggs at the Kaaba, I'm not really <laughs> sure why. <laughs> yeah, this one wasn't... The worst, but it, it's not even like it's not really even that interesting of a thing. It's like, yeah, it's, you know, it's got a lot of eggs. You have a lot of eggs. Cool. All right. I mean, it's just like lots of funny creatures that have eggs yeah. in different ways, and you have to get eggs out of a cactus, or you have to get eggs. You have to like trick it by flying a bird in front of it because this bird is really big, or you have to throw rocks at the bird. Like, it's just it's just silly. But then when he makes the eggs. He used 55 cans of beans and prunes. Did you put prunes in there? Oh, yeah, and figs. Then I mixed oh, some ginger, just... nine prunes, and three figs. And parsley. Quite sparsely. Just 22 sprigs. That's a lot of parsley. I guess when you're making 1,000 eggs, it spaces that out. And then he just shit for a week. His cholesterol quintupled. His heart just congealed. Just he has the heart of a 55-year-old man now. 55-year-old Denny's employee <laughs> who gave up. So, yeah, and that's the end of the book. I mean, so that one, it's like, all right, whatever. Yeah, I guess the picture of the Eskimo or the Arab-esque guy, it's not, it's not accurate. But, like, again, like, I don't know. I'm missing something, apparently. I don't really think it was that terrible. This isn't like a Charlie Hebdo comic. Got to remember that these are books for kids and for children looking at these pictures. Though still, it's, it's not that great. For children, I mean, we as adults can look at it and go, oh, 
well, that's not real. This is just like a cartoon's depiction of what that would look like from the 50s. Whereas children, they don't know that. So you don't want to show children anything that... That requires you to actually talk to them. <laughs> where you have to be like, listen, kid, you have to understand this is different. Go watch cartoons. Than what you... Yeah, I was like, ah, oh, I, have, I have to go, go back to Zoom school, kid. I need to work. I think, I think it's kind of underselling children a little bit that you can't teach them a little and say, hey, this is, this is a, you know, the story's lots of fun. I agree. He made a lot of eggs. But we don't see this guy here. He's like a silly version of what those people look like, and it's not very accurate. Let's look at what they really look like. Oh, look, they dress basically like you and I do. Okay, cool. It's not accurate. I I don't know why that is an impossible ask. And the simpler solution is to just be like, let's just pretend it doesn't exist. That just seems kind of like a cop-out. Well, again, this book might not sell very well, so... Well, that's my point at the end. I was going to save it for the end. I'm going to save it for the end. When we get to... Let's get through the last one. The last one? One one more. I actually liked the last one, and I had never heard of this either. I I didn't like this one This I thought this was the stupidest fucking thing I've ever read. (laughs) Yeah. I was so so angry I had to read this. And it was because I had like a a PDF of it. And to like get to the... Go find the answers page. Because I wasn't sure if these were joke questions or real questions at first. And I was like, oh, they're just real questions. And some of them aren't really quiz questions. They're weird. Like, they're half jokes, half real. Yeah, Some I like that. tricks. Like, are there a few ducks on the moon? I was like, no. But, was there a joke I'm missing here? And the answer was like, no. Like, what's it? What? Why am I reading this? I like that. I thought it was silly. I, I thought it was a subtly, like, some of the questions are real and some of the questions are stupid. Like, are freckles catching? That's a thing kids might actually have asked in 1976. Uh, <laughs> you read Freckle Juice? Remember that book? Like, yeah, actually, I, that sounds familiar. I probably, probably read it. Or like, do elephants have uncles? That's kind of a cute, like elephants, uncles, aunts, and uncles. Oh, you I know. didn't even get that. I was just like, this is a stupid fucking question. What does that mean? <laughs> It's a punny <laughs> it's a punny little joke and he's like, "Well, most elephants do have uncles and aunts is the answer." And you're like, "Ah, oh, cuz it's a joke." Uh, Elefunkel th- is absolutely got to be a P-funk album. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> I think it's a double album. It's like an elephant of an owl. It's huge. <laughs> recorded live at the Budokan. <laughs> so this book has one question in it that is just like, "Oh, that came out of nowhere." Uh, I don't remember what it is now. How old f- do you have to be a Japanese? To be, <laughs> oh, to be a Japanese. What if I want to be the Japanese? Um, <laughs> the entire, like the idea, the concept of the Japanese people. <laughs> that's that's just that could have been fixed with one press of delete, uh, two presses of delete, or backspace. Yeah, how old did, did I think the they Japanese? eventually did change it? And yeah. you could, I mean, this this would be this picture would be really easy to Photoshop, just like literally, just just. Paint out the dude. Just paint out the Japanese dude. How old do you have to be? To, how old do you have to be to be a Japanese? That's if you read any. I mean, and I don't know how. Nineteen seventy six does seem a little late to be still saying that. But <laughs> if you read anything from the certainly the early nineteen hundreds or before, I don't know when this fell out of vogue. But people were constantly saying, "Oh, it's a Chinese. It's a Japanese." Yeah, no, that meaning was. a Japanese person. I guess kind of like the same way you'd say like a Spaniard or something like that, which people don't really say anymore either. 
but I guess that's kind of what it was modeled on. It definitely is dated, and if you were to say it now in a non-ironic way, people would be like, what? (laughs) Pardon? But you know what? Like, you could just delete that one panel even and make another dumb question. Yeah. Or you just delete it entirely and have one less dumb question that I had to read. Or you could just not print the entire book anymore, which I absolutely <laughs> agree with. Yeah, this one it sucks. was so stupid. It's not worth it taking the five minutes to Photoshop that one thing. I thought it was silly. If you, if I was oh, I agree. A, a nine-year-old, I thought this would, I probably would have found some of this funny. Like, how long can you play stare eyes without blinking? How long can you play stare eyes without laughing? Like, those are two different silly questions. Some of the questions could be revised. If a dinosaur walks into your backyard, what is the first thing you would do? It's not a quiz question. They're conversation starters. <laughs> True or false, in Ireland you can buy rainbows. Maybe that's offensive. No, the guy's not drinking. I also like this. <laughs> there are flashlights for when it's dark, but are there flash darks for when it's light? That's <laughs> fucking awesome. That's like such a Dr. Seuss kind of thing to say. Yeah, no, it's, it's all very Dr. Seussian. And I liked it. I thought it was fun. Um, it, it, it's not the best book by far. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty bad, but I didn't think it was terrible. Like you guys do. It's, I thought it was cute. Um, maybe cause it took me six minutes to read it. And <laughs> that included flipping back and forth of the answers. I didn't think there was any, I, I mean, that one question I was like, all right, that could be easily fixed. So the question is, all right, so let's go at what actually happened. Cause this was a huge controversy. In the internet world, which is not real, but on we pretend Fox it is. News, on conservative internet world. On Twitter, man, this was a huge fucking deal for like two days. People were going yeah. bananas. Both on both extremes. On um like the conservatives who are like, they're canceling Dr. Seuss. And then the the comically liberal side where they're like, Dr. Seuss is a white supremacist. Like both of those voices those types of voices got amplified to a ridiculous level over what was not what should have not been anything controversial at all because ultimately what happened is dr seuss's company whatever the fuck the dr seuss company I don't know what it's like called, the estate which includes some of his heirs or at least one they're like we're not going to publish these books these six books anymore and i agree with nate i think it's largely an economical decision it's just like these books no one's buying these books but I think there has been a push in the last couple of years that has been critical of Dr. Seuss and call, you know, that Dr. Seuss made racist political cartoons, that there are some questionable things in some of his books, that even like whatever the fuck that fake holiday is, like National Reading Day or something like that that happened a couple of weeks ago, which was Dr. Seuss's birthday, people have been trying to separate the reading part from the Dr. Seuss part. And I think the heirs saw, here's an opportunity to... You know, we could be very, we could, we could kind of earn some points or like get people to real, think that we're not, you know, a bunch of stuffy old racist people. And they could sacrifice these six books that nobody gives a shit about. And he's got like 50 more. I actually read an academic paper that was published that says basically, like, goes through like every Dr. Seuss book and talks about all the racism. And some of it is Did just... I read the same one as you? The cat is out of the bag? Uh, that got a Philip Nell, Yeah. Some of it's ridiculous, like the over-analysis to say that the cat in the hat is influenced by minstrelsy. Like, 
that's ridiculous. Like that's an extreme interpretation when you're looking for ways. Like it's the same way that if I were to say, uh, uh, playing billiards is racist because the white ball puts all the colored balls in the corner, like, and tells them where to go. It, it just, it just feels like some of this can't be serious. Like it just, it seems funny. It's like an onion article almost. So I feel like the heirs were like, here's an opportunity. We could placate some people like, see, look, we're, we're trying to fix our thing, but they're not really changing much because they're getting rid of the books that nobody buys. Yeah. I, I, I reread Oh, The Places You'll Go, which still sells 500,000 copies a year. And there is the same picture of a Middle Eastern guy with a turban on that got the other ones canceled. But that one still sells, so they're not going to stop publishing that one. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a common book. Like One of the things that some people I know who have kids do is they buy a copy of that and they have each year their kid's teacher signs it, like writes a little message somewhere. Oh, mm-hmm. your second grade teacher wrote a thing in here. Here you go, Benjamin. People love that book and it's very inspiring. So there's one yeah, picture that's like, like a little, that like, mm, that picture's a little dated. Okay. They could fix it. You're telling me you can't get a person who could draw like Dr. Seuss right now? It wasn't fucking Rembrandt. Like, <laughs> it could be done. <laughs> You can find someone that paints like Rembrandt now, too. Apparently, Picasso could do it as a 10-year-old. So, you know, I know that's my cynical my cynical interpretation of this. Is like, well, my even more cynical one is oh, that yes. they, uh, they figured, yeah, we'll get some brownie points. Everyone's saying, look how good they are to do this. But also, they knew they'd sell a fuckload of copies of these books to people the who would be like, I'm going to buy these books because I'm a goddamn American and I love freedom. I'm going to show these libs by buying Dr. Seuss's books and by giving money to the people who are doing the thing I hate. Well, I think there's I think there's some truth to that, but but every retailer stopped carrying it. Like you couldn't buy it on Amazon anymore. You couldn't buy it on Barnes and Noble or I'm sure they'll find a way and Well, like, actually, in that week. <laughs> people were trying to resell copies at exorbitant rates, like $1,000 a book. It's a rush. And, no, well, they're like, "Oh, it's a collectible now." You know, and they're trying to capitalize, and some assholes are going to buy it because they're going to sell a one twentieth of a bitcoin and buy it or something. I don't. But <laughs> eBay, and this is another thing that's really frustrating to me about this. eBay stopped letting people sell these books. I don't know if they did it for very long, but for at least a little while, eBay was like, "You can't sell these books. They violate our policies because they're you know offensive." Mm-hmm. But you could buy Mind Comp on eBay. Like, buy Confederate flags everywhere. You could buy literally like things that are like horrifically offensive things. I, I literally Googled. There were at the time there were over thirty-two thousand items on eBay that had matched the term Nazi, but you couldn't buy these books. I could buy like, actual Nazi currency, Nazi shirts, flags, but I couldn't buy the Dr. Seuss book where he has the vaguely Mexican guy sleeping on a beach. It, yeah. it just it just felt like come on a little ridiculous for books that no one gives a shit about like no one no one's missing these books again like a lot of the people who are like over uh, the academics with nothing else to do with their time said that the Sneeches is a racist book which has long been held up as a book that's a you know quote unquote anti racist because the whole book is like the way people look is not what matters right like you can mm. have the star or not have the star that's actually not what's important and some people have ser- with a serious face argued that's a problem because it tells us to not look at race. So, I mean, we're kind of, you know, there's some like... I think sil- the, also the, uh, the ideas behind that have, 
have changed in our lifetimes? Well, that's a very recent thing where we went from the Martin Luther King ideal of not looking at somebody's race and looking at the quote-unquote content of their character to now race is an immutable trait, the modern critical race theory, I mean, as far as I understand it. And, well, it's, it's, it's actually ultimately about power dynamics is what the most important thing yeah. is. But, but what is the simplest power dynamic? It's either going to be gender or race or sexuality or it's like some sort of personal trait that cannot be changed. And race yeah. in American history is an extremely, you know, obviously volatile and important topic. And, and so this is our moment right now, right? Since 2020, like we've seen this, the reckoning with race that our country is going through. And I don't want to say like Dr. Seuss is a victim here, but like, come on, these books are the problem. Like this is what's holding back America is that he has, uh, I mean, even, even the Mulberry Street, but if I ran the zoo, I could, that one, absolutely. That's fucked up. Change that page or delete the book. But like the other ones, they just felt like, felt really not like significant yeah, issues. And I'm sure that there's a bunch of pictures and ones they didn't get rid of that are just as bad, but they sell, so they're not going to do it. Well, again, the fact that someone said the cat in the hat is a minstrel act because it's a black cat that performs for white children. They also said that the, the outfit he wears is very derivative of minstrel acts. Because he wore a hat and gloves. I mean, there yeah, is the yeah, story. I read the thing too. I don't. I don't know when the, any of the acts they referred to, so well, I, like, I couldn't compare them. That's true. That's part of the minstrel actors because it's easier to put gloves on than to wear black paint on your hands. But the story is the the cat in the hat was at least partially inspired by a black uh, 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 elevator operator who wore white gloves and had like a sly smile. Okay, does that necessarily mean that this is a racist book, though? I don't think the kind of hat's that bad, but I don't know. I don't really love it that much. I don't know. I don't know. How to, I don't know what to say. What do you think, Nate? You, you're, you're even listening. It's been a long time since I've actually read the Cat in the Hat. I'm sitting here, just kind of wondering, like, did these books need to be canceled and? Maybe maybe some of them. I mean, think that if I ran the zoo and others could have just been Photoshopped, just like, yeah, just like take that out. Just, you know, take that one little part. Because one of the first ones, after I read the, um, if I went to Mulberry Street, I read the, the Cat's Quizzer. That was the second one. I was like, this is the fucking stupidest thing ever. And then it's like, what is the racist part? <laughs> oh, it's just that little tiny thing in that one corner of one page. They could just... They could just, you know, wipe that out with two minutes of Photoshop. You could wipe that out and just put a, wipe that out in paint. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's paint. You could wipe that out. That wouldn't have been difficult. But how do you change, you know, how do you then edit or change um, Dr. Seuss's pictures? Well, that one you can definitely do. And some of the others you definitely could do too. Now, how would you change it so that it's, definitely not offensive even with photoshop that's uh could be trickier that would get no one one mad at you let's say some of the depictions of a middle eastern man and say like what would you do to make it definitely not offensive to anyone it's like hmm no i don't know if there's anything you could do that would make somebody mad or someone couldn't find something to be mad about 
So probably they're like, that's so too much trouble. To a, a derpy looking guy riding a camel. Some, you know, take away the genie shoes and the turban. And have them wear. Again, like you could get a first year art student who could draw in Dr. Seuss's style. You know, it's, it's a pretty widely imitated thing. Like if they wanted to change it, they could easily. Like how, how much how much trouble is it really? Not that much. I think this is I think I think it's a performative thing. They announce like, oh, we're gonna we're we're we wanna rectify the, you know, Dr. Seuss's It's absolutely performative, yeah. Good name or whatever. We're gonna get rid of these books that no one ever heard of till now, and we're gonna get rid of them. Please don't come after us anymore right now. That'd be great. If they had just done it and not said anything, no one would have known they were gone. No. That's exactly that's what I wanted to say next, yeah. Because they made an announcement out of it. So, like, once they do that, you're like, well, now I know that there's another meeting you're doing this. You're not doing it because you're like, oh, I've educated myself on race. It's like, no, because you don't want people to get mad and start boycotting your books that actually make you money. So you'll get rid of these books that are account for, like, 0.6% of your sales each year, and you'll be totally okay. Another thing I thought about was the people complaining now about you know, they're going to cancel Dr. Houston like they're reading Green Eggs and Ham on the Congre- on the Congress's floor, shit like that, because, you know, they're ruining Dr. Seuss. You mean the House Minority Leader, Kevin McCarthy? He's not a minority. <laughs> but remember, like, um, it was like... I don't think when, that's the first the, time Dr. Seuss has been read on the, on the floor of Congress, no, actually. But they're reading him as Ted, protest. Ted Cruz's, um, Ted Cruz's filibuster oh, from filibuster. several years yeah. ago, where he literally so read like Obama Green Eggs and Ham. And by the way, you don't have to actually do a speaking filibuster. So, like, why did he even bother doing that? So it was a stupid publicity stunt. But anyway, yeah, no, it's happened. Green Exit Ham is in the is in the congressional <laughs> record. Like when when the Lorax movie came out ten years ago, there was whining on the part of Fox News people about how it was indoctrinating children in environmental causes. Ultimately, they, nothing really happened because I don't think anyone saw that movie. But, you know, they're complaining about something different. And they're like, we shouldn't have be forcing this shit on kids. They're just kids. So, I don't know. It's everything. Everything's performative. The world is a vast, empty void of meaninglessness. But I don't think in this particular case, it's just the ultra conservatives. That, the ultra conservatives made a big deal about something because they didn't actually read the whole story, which shouldn't mm. be a shock to anybody. But... That they like they canceled the Dr. Seuss book, the liberals. But also, in this case, it's the liberals organ. The liberal organization is like pretending to do this thing, and they're full of crap too. Yeah, they're absolutely full of like, crap. Everyone's full of shit. Like, can't we all just like, in this fraught political time? Can't we all agree that this is bullshit? Like, can we come together there at least? I don't it's, think we can anymore. It's un- that's unfortunate because it shouldn't reasonable people. We are all on the polit- same political spec uh, end of the spectrum. Can we all look at this like this is a dumb story? Like, this should not be a controversial issue. A private company's like we don't want to make that book anymore, and people are like, all right, cool. That's yeah. how we felt about New Coke. All right, and then I really want to try New Coke. Well, it's old Coke now. Yeah, this this was this is like the biggest non controversial controversy in a recent months in recent days <laughs> in recent day oh well, i mean like i don't really care about when it's a kardashian i don't follow those stories but like dr seuss like i love dr seuss what's the problem here like, he has books i never heard of i think there's also just people are looking at them 
differently these days for sure, but also looking at them as a part of this man's life as a whole. Because he did do a lot of really racist stuff, not much more so than everyone else was at the time, but he was doing these things. And absolutely, he never, like the institution doctor was like, he got better, he got over it. And he himself never ever said, yeah, I did some fucked up stuff. He never but made he also, a public statement he, about he it. He didn't live in the time of public apologies for things you he did lived 40. until 1991. But people weren't apologizing in 1980 for shit they did in 1940 unless they were a Nazi. Like, unless you were <laughs> actually a Nazi. Like, that, was, that was not the culture of his time, whereas yeah, now you like, apologize because your tweet from 18 months ago was offensive somehow. Yeah. It's, it's, to, to like, oh, why didn't he say sorry for something that he did and then he had to go and die, so now he can't say sorry. I feel like that's not really a fair criticism of the man. It's another thing of separating the art from the artist. You know, plenty of authors are shitty douchebags. If we're going to play the game of like anything the person did at any point in their life renders the rest of their work inaccept- unacceptable, we're not going to be left with many people to no. read or listen to or watch. Like, there's All music is done. But even even the people we think of like objectively good or have done bad things at one point or another in their lives, like that's just that's just a silly standard to hold. Yeah, like Martin Luther King cheated on his wife. Like that doesn't mean he was not dedicated to the advancement of black people in America. But if you're going to create like a standard, like well, no, anyone who was immoral on some, like it just seems it just seems silly. Like, yeah, Doctor Seuss made some fucking racist car- comics, and they're not they're not even funny. Like they don't hold. And that's why nobody looks at them. You have to like go out of your way to find them. His children's books have been extremely influential and important. Yeah. So, I don't know. It just feels like it's a dumb issue. It's definitely dumb. The Grinch is not going anywhere. It's not canceled. Nor was Christmas, despite his attempts. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And so all of uh, Dr. Seuss's most famous things, they're still going to be around. They'll still be fine. They'll still be loved. These six books... I remember when this news broke, the first thing my wife did was go to look in our kid's room where her bookshelf. It's like, do we have any of those? Because they're apparently going from It's like, which ones do they call? Like, I've n- You're making those up. Those aren't real books. If I ran the zoo. It's the one about eggs. Scrambled eggs? Is that like a, is that like a sequel to Green Eggs and Ham? Is that, is that like how Sam wants his eggs? Like, <laughs> like, no, they're books you never heard of. They probably never even saw in the store. You know, yeah. they have, if you went to the shelf, they had 30 copies of The Grinch and there was like one tattered, you know, if I saw it on Mulberry Street, whatever the fuck it's called, behind that. They're just not, they're, they're, no one's missing anything with these books gone. They weren't very good. They weren't, they weren't bad. They could have easily been kept in print by doing a little Photoshopping, which they're not against doing because Dr. Seuss edited his books in the past. It was just, it was just a gesture, I think. But because nobody has the patience to read the story, like you would think uber conservatives would look at this and be like, oh, it's a private company. They don't want to make the book anymore. If they're true supporters of private business, then they don't need to make the book anymore. But because they actually, most people didn't actually read the story, they were just like, now they're taking away my Dr. Seuss and my, you know, and my Jesus at the courthouse or whatever, you know, and my Bible. This is dumb. But I have this last beer for Dr. Seuss anyway. You still have one? Jesus. Still have one. I'm saving it for now. Saving it for the end. I feel like we're close to it. Because you know what? You can can you can get rid of some of Dr. Seuss's books. You could accuse him of uh, you know, being racist and, and in many cases be totally right. 
But in terms of children's book authors, I still think he's the goat. <laughs> still the goat. This is the goat. A double block aged an American oak fudra from Evil Twin that we've had like five times now. Uh, it's 8.3% alcohol, and I realized I still had a can of this. I'm going to get rid of it. The most exciting thing about this is that there's a whiff of the gummy bear beer still in here. This is not good. Box are always like, eh. Not good. I mean, it's fine. I don't like box. They're kind of bland. Not my favorite thing. This beer is not the goat, but I think Dr. Seuss is the goat. In terms of, I could not name another children's book writer that I, you know, read this many of their books. Not even counting these six shitty ones, but like Most iconic. don't even have that many. Eric Carl's got what? The Caterpillar and one other thing, maybe. Oh, he's got a bunch, dude. He's great. <laughs> brown Bear, Brown Bear, what do you see? Uh, the Very Busy Spider. Uh, he also has he, has, he went back to the Brown Bear well. He has Polar Bear, Polar Bear, what do you see? And Panda Just Bear. fucking ice. Panda Bear, Panda Bear, what do you see? <laughs> fucking bamboo out. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not no, fucking. Like, I can't see That's anything. what I see. I'm a panda. <laughs> Just see bitches that don't turn me on. <laughs> um, All these other bears are pancakes, so fat. Pancakes, that's another good one. That book is really terrible, actually. What I do you see? <laughs> <laughs> Syrup. <laughs> yeah, pancakes, Pancakes is another fun book that I have that uh, it just, it's it's obnoxious. Like every every page of the kids, like they make pancakes, you know, clearly because Eric Hall is a thousand years old. It's before they had pancake mix. So he has to go like, thresh the wheat and shit to make pancakes. <laughs> it's a real in- intensive process. Oh, it's, it's Amish pancakes. Yeah, Eric Carl, the guy who wrote Streganona, he's got a bunch of books that people still read. I love Streganona. It's the one where the Italian guy makes too much pasta, basically. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a little more than that, but it's great. Uh, it's like, ah, Vincenzo. No, it's uh, it, Big Anthony was his name. You guys Italian? didn't read that because you didn't go to a school that had a whole bunch of Italian-American children there, I guess. Nope. I, I think I did read that, but I don't remember it so good. Stregonona is like, the, the, the Stregonona means grandma witch in Italian, and she's the <laughs> yeah. old lady. That's what it means. And she has her magic pot of pasta that can just keep producing spaghetti. Oh, no, wait, and this sounds familiar. She, I think I do know this and one. She, <laughs> she leaves, but like Big Anthony, the stupid helper guy who's like kicked in the head by a mule and is not very you know capable... He's like, I'll make pasta, but he doesn't know how to turn it off. So he turns it on, and then like it's like a magician's assistant kind of thing. Makes his pasta inundating this Italian village, and then struggling <laughs> so like every day. Oh yeah, so it's like, oh, that's a too much of spaghetti and a meatball, and then just yeah, people are drowning in carbonara, <laughs> and then it's a good uh, way to go. It's very oh god. It's very hot, though. Very rapidly induced gout. <laughs> You're just like, oh, God, my toe. And then you, you I've eaten all the eggs. <laughs> but then uh, Stregonona comes back and saves the day. It's, it's exactly like the magician's assistant thing. Uh, so he has that. That's Tommy DePola, DePaola. And he has, he just croaked, like, at the start of quarantine. Not of COVID. He was just, you know, old as shit. He has another really good book that I remember reading. Is get up, uh, it was like Grandma Upstairs and Grandma Downstairs. Like he has, you know, a couple of their, that's like when your grandma dies kind of book your parents make you read. Uh, and so there are, there are other authors, but Dr. Seuss fucking outclasses them. Without these six, he still has like 20 really good ones and then a bunch of D-lister, you know, B-listers. Like Bartholomew and the Ublek is, is not going to like change your life. But you I know, remember that one. I actually have a copy of that one. That's a, you know who doesn't. Have, but between the cat in the hat and eggs and ha- green eggs and ham, 
and Fox and Socks and all that shit and what else? You know, there's there's enough. You'll be okay. You know what? They also have not put, produced in years, and no one's upset about Doctor Seuss's book of boners, and that's upsetting because there was a book produced and it was time before sexting. It was Doctor Seuss's book of boners. <laughs> is this real? I'm not. Yeah, it is real. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, this is this is this is what screen sharing is made for, Nate. I'll show you a picture of it. Do I have to? Uh, I have to give you approval. No, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Oh, you have to let me screen share you. You goddamn tyrant fascist look i love this one look at this the pocket book of boners where else would you put your boner <laughs> pocket book of boners wait by dr seuss those. illustrated by dr seuss he just threw it he just drew dicks on everybody <laughs> you could get an 11 year old to uh illustrate that book well what is it though is like it's the oh, they're same, jokes. Yeah, it's like the same okay. thing we've talked about the Batman. Like unconscious humor? Un, it's uncircumcised humor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, an omnibus of schoolboy howlers and unconscious humor. They don't they Schoolboy Howler is a great band name. Oh, yeah. Like a, <laughs> yeah, I think I've seen them. They opened for Vampire Weekend. Oh, yeah. No one's upset that this book has been out of print for years and years. It's like, I demand Dr. Seuss's boner be brought back. <laughs> If we bring back Dr. Seuss's boners, you could keep McElligot's pool. How's that? Boners. <laughs> that covers great. It's a rib tickling. Compa- oh, my God. Rib tickling. That's a big boner. <laughs> <laughs> no one's upset that that's not around. They could have just set this on around. <laughs> I am. Now that you know. Yeah. They could have just quietly let that go. And, you know, oh, we're going to get where you just, just flex your thighs till it goes away. Right. Dude, people pay like five to seven hundred dollars for a copy of those boner books because they're Dr. Seuss collectors who want to have every Dr. Seuss book. So they just oh, let's get all the Dr. Seuss books. Gotta guess, gotta get a boner in there. It's just a bunch of pictures of his dick. <laughs> so who should read the books though? Uh, they're not that great. You don't have to stick to the hits. Whereas Dr. Seuss and his boner does stick to the tits, but. I would say they're not really good. The only one I read that I was like, oh, man, that's a cool book was the Zebra one. I really like that. And I actually kind of like the Cat Quizzler Quizzer ones because that was just so silly. But the On Beyond Zebra, I thought that was kind of a cool book. And yeah, I, uh, that was a good one. I, and again, like the, 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 the potentially, uh, I, I love the terms, harmful imagery. I don't think there's anything harmful in that book. But the potentially offensive imagery in the book could have been easily fixed or you just explain it to the kid like oh that's a silly man nobody dresses like that you don't need because a fucking five-year-old isn't gonna be like oh father that's a man from the arab lands like they don't know that unless you tell them what that guy is and, and you could you could you could tell them enough that like oh that's a silly person that book was cool the rest totally forgettable i had to like re-skim them as we talked about them to remember what happened but yeah, yeah no one needs to read any of them maybe on beyond zebras because it was cool but the rest totally you're not missing shit all right, tell us what you thought. Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at drunkguysbc. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at drunkguysbookclub. If you've listened this long and you're not a full-fledged white supremacist, you could uh, head over to patreon.com slash drunkguysbookclub and uh, support the podcast there financially. To uh, Maybe we'll make enough money to actually buy a copy of these books instead of going to the library like we had to for this week. I'm not going to buy them anyway. And if you can, leave us a review. Just find up to five stars, one for each offensive image in this Dr. Seuss books. 
And follow us on Goodreads and be our friend there so we can all talk about these things together. And check out the Hopped Up Network, a network of independent beer podcasters. And thanks for listening.